So I went to the rugby field, obviously hoping I was going to be a back coming from soccer, even though I'd have to put on a good few pounds. And they put me straight in the front row, a tight head. We seem to peak the year before World Cup every single time. And I think you can be stomach as much as you want. You can get your coach as much as you want. But until you find out your own little way to do it, and right, this, I've got to go this way, this, got to do that. When you find out that, and you think, geez, I am actually pushing them forward. And it's only when I actually start bringing around and showing rugby teams and rugby players. And we sat in the car after a meeting, and she just said, right, you're right, I think we have something. Well, I'm right. Fair enough. Yeah. I take that. I don't care. I think the minute I stepped on our practice field for rugby, the calling happened. But an eight-year plan to be on the team. And I was in it within two years. Don't wait until you are a pro to be a pro. Right? And I walk around with a rugby ball sometimes, and they're like, what is this child on? It looks like it was a heavy. It's up. It's not up. You know, that's the first time I played like professional. I'm making rugby money. How can I make money outside of it? And there's two Scottish guys and I said, oh, you're um, you're here for the movie. That rugby is a game for all shapes and sizes, all cultural um, aspects. And he looked at me and he said, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Time Bailu, and this is a show where we speak to people about the opportunities that they have found, created, or taken advantage of via rugby. Uh, and whew, what a week it's been. This past week, we had Rugby Town. This upcoming soon, we got the Rugby World Cup Sevens in about three week, two weeks. We have women's, uh, the Rugby World Cup women's edition uh, in about two months. We're kind of in this cuspus where we have like the change of the season where seven season is coming to its conclusion and we're about to now push into 15 as it begins. And I, we, we got a lot happening that's going on and trying to keep up, um, you know. And of course, you know, as always, we're always trying to make sure that we are creating an environment where we can create the ecosystem around rugby. So. If anything, a one, I invite you guys to go check out our new Facebook group, uh, the Rugby Verse. Uh, and basically, we want to be able to start developing in, uh, in, in an area where people from within the rugby community can share their things that are built around the rugby community. That's not just simply in coaching and uh and playing, but is things that add into making rugby a better environment for for everything and helping the development and evolution of the sport uh, in in many ways. You guys, Facebook.com slash I think the Rugby Verse, something to that effect. Uh, it's group, and of course we're always doing gift time productions. Uh, of course, you know we are slowly beginning to start marketing for more and more teams and we want to be able to make sure that you have that ability to be able to show yourself off so please check out our highlight videos come get a chance to be able to get a custom made highlight video from you 
top quality, top of the line, making sure that the artistry and the work is getting put together into something that represents you perfectly. Definitely go to gifttimeproductions.com slash highlight and go sign up for your own custom highlight video. Made personally. Alright, make sure that it is creme de la creme, to say the least. And, of course, please check out Rugby Outlet Mall. Uh, we got some new gear that's coming in. And I'm not going to lie, I love it. It is dope gear, all right? You guys, check it out. Our r- r- icon, icon Rugby gear is one that I'm very proud about. Taking regular corporate icons, changing it for the rugby life. Uh, my favorite one is the PayPal one. And definitely uh, recommend checking those out. We got the Amazon one with Rugby Zon, uh, our Google and FedEx ones as well. Uh, but definitely go ahead and check those all out. RugbyOutletMall.com. Well worth it. And y'all, we have an amazing guest for you guys today. Let me just say, Danny Lamb of Go Low Rugby coming straight out of Ireland. Uh, put together this amazing product to be able to help with tackling and targeted tackling that I've gotten so many messages on people wanting to be able to understand how to do it, especially do it without the fear. And that really helps to be able to create the repetition. He created this product with it. He's got a great story behind. We had a great conversation about his growth from uh, playing rugby in Ireland uh, to becoming a coach to developing the product and how it's affected for his family and how it's developed people within uh, uh, Ireland itself. So well worth it. Come check out this whole whole conversation you're gonna love it and so without further ado danny lamb go low rugby check it out what's up everybody welcome to another great episode of grow rugby i got a special v IP guest for us today, coming straight out of Ireland. He's coming in with his product, Go Low Rugby. Y'all, this is something that you guys are going to want to pay attention to. But it's not about the product. It's about the person behind the product that brings the passion, which makes it perfectly rugby. I like that piece style. Danny Lamb. Danny, man, thank you so much for coming through. Thanks for having me. Man. Danny, man, uh, you know, obviously, you know, when we first connected, it's connected through LinkedIn and 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 you introduced me to this. And we talked about this was earlier. This was like earlier this year, late last year. So you caught me like right at that point where yeah. I was like trying to actually, this was like last year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think maybe I think actually November, December time. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So you, it, it was it. When I say that it was interesting enough for me to be like, okay, let me let me slow down on some wedding stuff and probably needed to also simultaneously like take a break. It was a good conversation. I loved what I was able to see on the site and just being able to, I mean, what you talked about, like the, the tackle pads are dope. So to be able to have a chance to finally be able to do this conversation here, um, it's legitimately uh, an honor. So again, thank you so much for taking the time. No, give thanks very much for having me. Thanks very much. Um, as you said, I spoke to you there November, December time. You gave me a lot of information. You pointed me in the di- right direction. Perfect. Everything we needed back then. 
Oh, man, I love it. I'm, I'm glad to be able to help. So, you know, I always like to say when it comes to these is that every superhero has their origin story. You know, so I'm going to ask you, Danny. Danny, how did you get started with rugby? Well, to be honest with you, I got started actually pretty late. I was a soccer player and then older and I got bigger and I realized I'm not going to be a soccer player. So I said, what am I going to do? I like hurting people. I like trying to get away with it. So I said, why not join rugby? I absolutely love and respect that thought process. Please let me utilize what this God-given gift has already given to me. I can kick the ball, but can I pound somebody while also kicking the ball? This, this I appreciate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I went to the rugby field, obviously hoping I was going to be a back coming from soccer, even though I was after putting on a good few pounds and they put me straight in the front row as tight head. So that was a bit of a bless, like a blessing in disguise. I was like, oh, Jesus, this wasn't supposed to be like this. But look, I was put in the front row, played tight head, love it. Absolutely loved it. Um, oh, my goodness. Only retired there so fast. a couple of years ago. Oh, man. <laughs> It, it was it was it was different. It was a bit of a baptism of fire. It was like just get in there and push. They see me, I'm like six foot, eighteen stone. It's just get in and push, man. You'll learn on the job. I was like, fair enough. So I, obviously, I learned well enough on the job. Um, I've done look. I've done okay. I represented Munster at, at uh, I represented Leinster as well at levels as well. Um, which is obviously an honor to put on a monster jersey. <laughs> you don't really put on a monster jersey and a Leinster jersey at the same time, like as well in your career. So it was an honor to do both. I was gonna say um a little bit of a conflict happening right there. <laughs> yeah. But look, as I said, I came to the sport late and I would get as much out as possible. Um let me so, ask you. So I'll cut my question. Quick question. Whenever you say late, what do you define as late? Because I feel like late U.S. is different than late Ireland. Okay. Why is in the U.S.? Late, I mean, I guess late in the U.S., typically people start playing rugby around collegiate age. So usually 18, 19, 20. That's usually about the average. Actually, a little bit older. 19, 20, 21 is about the average for most U.S. Uh, people to start playing rugby. Uh, if not Starting like for I was, me, I, I, was, I, I, started, I was, say that again. I was twenty four. I was twenty four. All right, so you started relatively about the same as me. Okay, so so late in the same ways. Got you. I'm right there with you. Boom. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah, I started late. Um, I moved out. I moved. I was living in the town. I'm soccer in the town. I don't you know. You heard played football. You've ever heard of them sports? Irish sports. Of 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 like Celt- uh, Celtic football and Gaelic football and such, you said? It's yeah. Gaelic football and hurling, yeah. Every Irishman has to play Gaelic football and hurling. So like <laughs> I was playing that, moved to a new town. I was like, look, I'm not fat and I'm not fast enough to be a footballer. I'm not skillful enough to be a hurler. Oh, just play rugby. So the way of getting to know people, I just said, look, I just take up this rugby now. Let's see what it's about. Like <laughs> Oh, you know, uh, 
and I, obviously Ireland has a, a, a deeper history with it. Even though you were a soccer player, did you have already some inundation that came with rugby prior to? So obviously, you know, at 24 you played, but was it already kind of a part of your life in terms of a spectator sport in that yeah. time? And you just were yeah, playing massive. it or was it just yeah. like separate? Okay. No, no, it's so that, massive. That, like in monster, in monster, in monster, like. If you're into rugby, you're into monster. You live and breathe. Like you, right. you, you go to the games. Like it's monster is it's it's mental over here. Especially it's it's a passion. It's it's like life. Monster is life over yeah. here. Like it's everything. It's yeah. game days. Like Tolman Park. You go to Tolman Park on a European European camp, Championship game. It's amazing. Like the hairs are literally on the back of your head from the moment you get yeah. in there till you leave. Like it's. Like it's it's not a big stadium. Like I've seen the stadiums you have in the USA. You're talking right. eighty, ninety thousand people in the USA. Crazy, massive. Like Tolman Park, maybe I think it's twenty five thousand people. That's but it sounds like there's a hundred. It, it sounds like there's one hundred twenty five thousand people in there. It's crazy. Like and you're on top of the pitch. You're just on top of the players. Like you can hear every hit. You can feel every time that someone gets hit. You're going, oh Jesus! I can see. I can hear it. Like. It's crazy, like it's crazy. It's brilliant. Oh, dude, obviously, I love that. The few beers, obviously, the few beers in the stands helps as well. It's great. You can have your beers out. Adds a little spice to it. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's like a party atmosphere there. Like there's always live music on before it. Outside, you have the pubs outside. The whole, like the whole of Limerick City, just turns in red. Just turns red for Monster on the day. It's brilliant. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, it, it's always funny because, you know, I, I didn't really I, I've, I've experienced a lot of rugby in my time, but obviously most of it has been very U.S. centric in terms of even in the international level. And it wasn't albeit this was in Ireland, but it wasn't until I did the Rugby World Cup a couple of years uh, for the 2019 year. And we ended up going to Australia, Wales. I know once again, not not the same Ireland, but it was the energy. Like, for a typically U.S. versus whoever game, like, there's an energy, even, like, when we did U.S. versus New Zealand way back in, like, 2014, there was an energy, but it didn't have that, like, where you where it shakes the soul. You know what I'm talking about? Like, where you feel, like, the vibration of the air, and you're like, oh, there is a moment about to happen here. And throughout the game, that moment is consistently there. And you just feel it. I, I felt it for football games, LSU games particularly, but hadn't felt it for a rugby game until I went to that. And I was like, okay, I get this. This makes all the more sense to me as to as to not to why people like it, but to how real it actually is when you're you're playing at a I guess a tier one level, you know. The I went to the 2015 World Cup, Ireland against France in the Millennium Stadium. Ah, it was the best day in rugby ever. They had the roof closed. Like, if I don't know, can you remember the match? Ireland. I I, I, I remember the match vaguely. Ah, France. It was Paul. It was Paul O'Connell's last. He got injured. Paul O'Connell got injured. His hamstring got torn from the bone. I think two other people got injured. I can't remember. Was it Sean O'Brien and oh man, I can't remember who it was. But I remember it was. Because I was at the last game, and it was everything was done. 
this sound was multiplied by like a, like you couldn't talk there and was I actually I we could, so I had to spend three days in the back of a transit van. That's where I slept for three days because all yeah. the hotels were packed. The city was on lockdown and it was amazing. Amazing. The, the, we all got the ferry over from Ireland. The crack on the ferry on the way over, or the crack on the ferry on the way back. It was best weekend ever. But that's that's when you realise, yeah, Ireland's we're the best, probably best fans in the world. Irish fans are the best fans. Yo, I, I I can see it. I can believe it. I can believe it. Especially now that you guys are you guys hit that number one spot finally for the first time in a long time. I it, or if not ever. When's the last time Ireland was like consistently number one for consecutive weeks? Now, this would be the first time, correct? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. First time we ever beat the All Blacks in uh, in New Zealand. Yep. Things are going, but the only thing I'm worried about with that is we seem to peak the year before World Cup every single time World Cups come around. We always go very well the year before. Then other teams seem to study us, realize what we do, and it just bottoms out every single time we go to a World Cup. It just doesn't seem to work for some reason. So, but so for what? With you, I don't know what reason it is. I think either the other teams see our tactics. Like, obviously, before the last World Cup, Joe Schmidt brought in a right. lot of kicking. Like, kicking, great. He played percentages. But the opposition just dropped two more wingers back kicked it to them they could just attack the whole time like I don't know I, I think the way to be honest with you the way Farrell has them playing there's so many options yeah. like, I don't think teams can stop us at the moment anyway obviously look there's coaches way better than me out there who will defensive coaches who will find a way to stop it and obviously right. they'll look to attack the Irish scrum I know everyone's saying Farlong is one of the best in the uh, Farlong is one of the best in the world at the moment he is, but he seems to have come under pressure a lot from the last couple of games. Um, yeah. But, um, look, I just think the way he hasn't played at the moment, if we have a good Six Nations, then I'd be pretty confident in the World Cup. At least get into a semi anyway, hopefully. Obviously, we have South Africa and Scotland in our group, so it's a hard group to get out of. It depends which way, if we lose to either South Africa or Scotland, who we get, we could have the All Blacks in the quarters. Hopefully, trying to avoid them. Um, yeah, no, like in, in in all honesty, the way the All Blacks are at the moment, it's not good. They will get their arses in gear and they'll get themselves sorted, and they'll be peaking next year. And obviously, I was going to in France. Yeah, I, I was going to say because the biggest thing, uh, whenever you spoke about like, especially the 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 peakness that comes right before the Rugby World Cup, you know, obviously we saw that with the All Blacks from what, 1987 up until 2015, basically still having that same thing. Number one in the world, always peaking right before Rugby World Cup, and then when it mattered most, it faltered down. I think the difference that comes with this one is for you guys with Ireland, I think 2014 going to the 2015 year, I think this was the first, you guys were almost kind of in in a comeback because I don't feel like Ireland was as strong as this until they beat the All Blacks in 2016 um, for in Chicago. I feel like that was a pinnacle moment, and that was where it was yeah. like, okay, what, what you guys have been doing with your academies had been uh, 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 slowly sustaining. I don't know what you guys changed in it, but whatever happened between 2000 
2010 to 2014, you guys like brought in a slew of like young, speedy players. Uh, and and somehow just were you guys have been working that up. And 2016 was like the first hit, and then all of a sudden it's just been steady, steady increasing. Even 2019, I would think, is more of a result of the shock value of how much you guys had been able to improve. And this run now, I think you guys have a sustainable, um, an actual sustainable, uh, uh, a consistent attack. France being obviously your biggest, you know, rival in my opinion right now. France being it just because of the level of athleticism that team has. But you guys, you guys still beat them, so. Yeah, look, France have it all. They got amazing backs and they have monsters up front. They just it's a question of will can they can they hold it strong whenever it comes down the line? Like it always is, but, is when it matters most, can they maintain that? Yeah, but you also know you've watched enough rugby. If you get at France early, especially in France, and things aren't going their way, and the French crowd get on their back, all of a sudden anything can happen. Exactly. That that's the follow through that I say always happens with France. It's the one reason why I never really trust France to take it over the top because, as you said, I, they're almost consistently one of the most talented teams in 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 yeah. in the world. Almost consistently, every position has a top player or at least a dynamic player that can make plays. But it's a mental thing that always seems to happen with France. Always mental, uh, um, and and where. Falters. That's why even with the Six Nations, I, I, I wasn't really strong on like where France, of France winning, because I was always like, okay, when are you guys, when are you guys going to falter when it matters? They didn't do it so much in the totality. Yeah. I guess, but like, but it was still like, I was, I'm always suspect on what happened whenever the breakdown occurs. What happens whenever you guys are not able yeah, to? Was- but to answer, yeah, I think that the, the I think the biggest the biggest advantage Ireland has is that the IRFU employ the players, not the clubs. So it's yeah. the IRFU that are paying the guys' wages. Whereas in France, the the clubs tr- try to get as much flesh as they can, and basically the international team, well, it used to be a bit of a hindrance on the clubs. Because they were taking their players, the top fourteen was still going on while the while the Six Nations was going on. Same in England. So, like, it, the I I think the Irish the IRFU actually look after their players better. They get a lot more downtime. They get like they get treated better than they would do if they were over in France. Now, obviously, they go to France, you get way more money. It's it's better if you have a, a shorter career. But if you want longevity, you want to be looked after better, and you're Irish. Stick in Ireland. So, kind of speaking into into the support of players, you know, obviously having played a professional level. Uh, first, I want to ask you, you know, whenever you started playing, what was that first feeling? Where, when, when was the moment that you were like, I think I, I understand this game? Because to be able to put on the Leicester and the Monster jersey, like that means you were playing. You know, you were playing for you. When was that moment where it, like it clicked for you? Because it differs, obviously. From being a spectator and then analyzing it and then being on the pitch. Uh, when was it that you were just like, all right, I get this game. I can do this. Probably when I packed down in my scrum and I wasn't getting pushed backwards for the first time. 
I was like, you know what? I'm not a scrum. We were starting forward. And I was like, okay, like I can scrummage. Like the rest of the game, I, I found, found, okay, I adapted to you pretty quickly. But just tight heads, and they call it the dark arts, don't they, in the front of the scrum. Like, right. like I, I had so much coaching at scrummaging, like people trying to tell me, do this, do that. And I think you can be scrummaged as much as you want. You can get be coached as much as you want. But until you find out your own little way to do it, and right, this, I've got to go this way, I've got to do that. When you find out that, and you think, geez, I am actually pushing them forward. This is working. It's like, yeah, it's good. As you know, props are hard to come by, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. props who can win scrums. As you've seen from the last World Cup, the South Africa won the World Cup because yeah. they absolutely destroyed England. Destroyed. So you can't get that. Like, you just, good props, especially around Ireland, hard to come by. So I suppose if I was to play any other position, I wouldn't have been anywhere near the jerseys that I wore. But luckily, I got good coaching, and I just took to it. So I was happy. It's good. That's legit. And from that point, do you feel like, you know, you're you're seeing how it is in the coaching, especially coming in at, at, at 24. You, you know, you're seeing the coaching. You're seeing how the structure is. As your career progressed, what were some of the things that you felt like also add not so much added to the skills because you kind of spoke on it but was missing in the in the instruction of being able to win those scrums why it cannot why it's so much more difficult to be able to find those you know those tight heads find those props that can uh make that immediate impact uh so difficult like what were you seeing that maybe was like okay this coach told me this but on average people were saying this kind of this instruction it, it doesn't work the same yeah, look, it's it's. I've, I've had really, really good coaches, scrum coaches, uh, and every everyone sort of says the same stuff. It all, it all, it's all the same. Uh, your knees as close to the ground as possible. Keep your back straight. A good, strong, steady sternum. It's like keep looking up in the air. Win the fight. Right. Win the space. Win the, get in there quick. Like it, it's it's everything is same. It's just. Can you do it? And it's having the confidence to do it. And it's 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 just like I, I was talking about. I have a young coming up there now. He's fourteen. He's about the same size as me already. He's because he just wants to be a prop. All he wants to do. And I just say to him, it's the exact same in a scrum as it is for a kicker. You see a kicker, he takes puts the ball in the exact same position. He takes the exact same steps. He does the exact same routine. And if you do that in a scrum, and you do that get your routine right, get everything right, then it's going to, like, as you say, a good kicker, nine times out of ten, he'll kick the ball over the back. A good prop, right. nine times out of ten, he'll win his scrum. If he can right. win the scrum, that's fine. That's your job done. Like, you're a prop. I'm not expected to run 100 metres in 10 seconds. I'm expected to win my scrum. That's all they want me to do. So if I win my right. scrum, I'm happy. You've done your work. Obviously, You've done your job. Yeah. Obviously, you got to make your tackles and you got to hit your rucks and you got to lift in the line out and you got to be in line, be in aggressive line. You got to laugh. I can come off after losing, and I've spoke to other props. We could come off our pitch after losing and be happy enough with ourselves because we won our scrums and we might dominate the other team in scrums. We can give out to the backs because they conceded or whatever it is, but your scrums, win your scrums. Dude, I love that. 
I love that. So let me ask. So what took you? What was the point where it took you from? You're playing. You're playing these professional levels. You've been playing rugby, and you moved into the the entrepreneurship range. Like, what was the what was the 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 transition like for you in this? I'm a, 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 a rugby school coach in uh, high school over here in Ireland. Uh, so I'm teaching in the school the whole time. Um, so obviously with COVID, um, the rugby stopped. So I was like, my, I have two kids, one's 14, one's 16. Obviously during COVID, we couldn't do much else. We'd be throwing the ball around the back. The two young lads, obviously two teenagers, killing each other the whole time. Tackling and all that. So I was just like, when they were tackling, I was just say, lads, just go lower, go low in the tackle. Like obviously trying to get in some good points on the off season, trying to get things right. I just kept saying, lads, you got to tackle lower, you got to tackle lower. We had traditional um, tackle pads, but the traditional tackle pad doesn't actually, it's not realistic enough. Look, it's great. It does its job. The, the, the uh, pad holder can hold the pad. Everything's fine. Your man, the ball carrier can run into it, but it doesn't actually show you where to hit, and it hasn't actually changed. The game of rugby over the last ten years, anyway, has changed drastically. Like you cannot hit above the shoulder anymore. You can't go anywhere near the head when you're tackling. The best place to tackle is around the waist. Like it, it's the most, between the knee and the waist is the most expensive. Is the most like the uh, vulnerable the spot to be able to hit. Yeah. Like it's the best place to tackle. So I was like, surely there's something on the market that I can use, even when I go back into the school's coaching, that would get kids to tackle around the way to get them to tackle better. So I scoured the internet for about a week and I couldn't find anything. And I was like, there must be something. And I was like, no, there's nothing. So I just said, right, I'll try and design something that will make kids, not just kids, but make rugby players tackle in the correct position. So now, quick, question, wait, quick, quick question before you continue is, is to, to say, even make is entrepreneurship a factor in your family? Is this something that you actually had, or is it just kind of just, again, just curiosity and like, eh, make something do. do. I've never, ever, ever done anything like this. My father's a painter, <laughs> like not a, like an artist. He's a painter, decorator. My mother is a beautician. Like there was no entrepreneurship in my family. Trust me. Anyone who's seen this product, anyone's seen me, and anyone who knows me, they all say the same thing. How did you come up with this? I was like, I don't know. So like, I just came up with it. No, it was like this. It was just ordained to me. All right, I, I, I don't, I don't create the idea. I just execute upon it. You know, I no, like that. I could pretend that I'm a, I could pretend I'm a genius. I'm not. Trust me. I've been hitting the head too many times to say I'm a genius. Like, if you ask my wife, I forget everything I'm supposed to do. My head is in bit. But I just somehow came up with this. <laughs> Look, it, it's from the most un, – it, it's the point wherever you uh, don't realize it'll come is where the greatest ideas go from. It's like, it's like look, yeah. it's obvious. I don't know why it hasn't been done. But whenever you realize it, it's like, oh, okay, let's, let's put it together. And you get great products like this. So, like, with – you know, the focus has been on, on the hitting. And I, I love that you spoke on, on the hitting because I've talked to a couple of kids who, uh, you know, there's the innate fear 
you know, that goes with it. Like they love playing the game and et cetera like that. But that fear of like where to hit, because if you go too low, knocked in the head and the knee, go too high, you get either stiff armed or you get thrown off, you know, especially if you don't have the weight to be able to maneuver it. And so like people obviously like that uh, 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 shoulder to the top of the thigh, being able to get the back of the leg and drive down, that's the ideal spot. But if you're not able to like practice doing it correctly, all you just feel like is you're either going to like pull up at the last second or you're going to do the, you know, step to the side and hope to like slow them down kind of thing. So for you, like whatever you're focusing in on, on creating this, um, was it off of something that, that it, obviously you had your experience with it, but was it something that you were just like, okay, this, this will create the target because you knew how you felt like whenever you would go for the tackle and targeting, or is it just like, I want to protect this area and just go from there. Yeah. Look, yeah, look, it's, I, I, I coach my son, my son's been playing my, my oldest son has been playing since he's been four. So I've coached him the whole way up from fours. He's under six, under 17s now. Then my nice. second son came up. I've coached him the whole way up. Then I've obviously co- coached every day in school. And it's the same thing in the same training sessions, especially from the young age. Like, obviously, four, five, six don't tackle. But when you get to seven, eight, nine, there's nothing there to teach a young lad where to hit and how to do it safely. So mm-hmm. that, that was in the back of my mind the whole time. Even in schools every day, I'm coaching under 16s in schools every day. And it's still every day I have to say, when we're doing tackling, it's go low, go low. Look at the waist. Look at your target. Look through your hands. Visualize. Like, look, get your feet right. So I was like, instead of just telling people, "Oh, you should hit here, hit there," I decided, look, let's just put something. Let's put something on the the ball carrier to give them the target to hit. So I don't have to say, "Go low, go low, hit here, hit there." All I have to say to them is, "Hit the target. Just hit the target." I tell them to get their head in the right position first because even if you do hit the target the wrong way which you put the head across the body or you just with a flailing arm if you're not doing with your shoulder if you're not getting your body right if you're not getting the body in the proper position if you're not getting low enough if you're not driving through the tackle so at least if i give them the points and then i can say just hit the target it's all you've got to do right. it's in their mind it's in their mind just hit the target just hit the target just hit the target then when you're playing matches take off the pads in their head they're saying all I gotta do is hit the target, just hit the target. So it's just I think it's just a way of making it easier on players. And I, I and I think that makes it because it is, it's the the practice of obviously the practice to get used to it, but also the practice of how to position your body to get used to how it feels to position the body, not just some solely doing it, but that feeling where it's like natural. Cause I know, especially the you know when you're early with the early days of playing, you know, it's, you feel like you're getting as low as you can and it's not as low. It could be at the stomach, still at the chest and it's a very unnatural feeling. So to be able to know what exactly it is you're targeting and to make sure that your back isn't going down, you know, it isn't sloping down versus trying to go straight in uh, to those, that position, you need to have the feel as much as you need to have the, uh, the, the practice to actually wrap it through. Did you see like a monumental improvement with your son's tackling once you, you utilized it? Well, to be honest, yeah, look, to be honest with you, 
Son's not a bad tackler anyway, but the, nice. the I sold it. I, 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 I like I that hype up for your yeah. son. <laughs> yeah, I'll give him that. He's, he's not a bad tackler. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to put myself down. I'll talk, talk him well. It's okay. Uh, but no, look, he's not a bad tackler, so I'll give him that. Yeah. But it, the the clubs, I, I've sold a, I've sold a lot of these already. Uh, over here, there's a lot of clubs using them. And just say, uh, like one club would say, I'll get 15 for the under 12s. And that's fine. All of a sudden, two weeks later, the coach is seeing, another coach is seeing what the under 12s are doing. I want 15 for the under 14s. And it, it's it's snowballing like that. And I've, a lot of clubs, well, one club came up to me and uh, I met them, I'd say about three months after I sold them. I think I sold 60 to the club or something like that. And it was straight away, Danny, the improvement these have made to us, us as a tackling, as a youth tackling club is immense. And I said, brilliant. I use them every day. He said, Danny, we use them at the start for a couple of, um, for about a couple of months. Then everyone's head mindset was right. The, the, the height of our tackle, our tackle completion jumped massively. If it stops tackling, just say we had a bad training session or a bad match, we put the pads back on to get them focused. So they're seeing they're seeing the benefits benefits of these straight away, like the benefits are are, are huge, and it's something simple because you, you you don't have to be a brilliant coach to use these. All you have to do is put them on as a coach, put them on the players, and say hit the target. So you right. you don't have to be Joe Smith, you don't have to be like Eddie Jones. Just put these on your players on these youngsters. These are being used. These are being used at professional clubs over here as well. Like so, it's not just for kids; it's for adults as well. And it's just muscle, brain, memory, hit here, hit there, and for coach, for players and for coaches, it's just put the pads on and hit the pads, hit the target. It's as simple as that. Let me ask this: Whenever the coaches put it on, right? Because you know, it, it, it's one thing with the the hand pads. Obviously, you're you're set to brace yourself against the impact, and the the pad absorbs the the energy, obviously, but allows the player to feel the hit. Whenever you put on the, the 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 Golo pads, you know they're actually strapped on to the legs themselves. How does the impact? Uh, how does the the effects of the hit impact the um, the? Well, let's call them a practice dummy in this situation. How does it impact the person who puts it on? Like, do they? Does it? Does it create a resistance against them as well, or is it just simply? No. You know, it, it gives obviously the target for the the tackler, but. The person wearing them, yeah. do they still feel the impact? Does how does it feel like whenever you were utilizing it, or are you seeing the other coaches? Oh yeah, no, it's it's like wearing a pair of shorts. It, it's no different. There's a strap around each leg and a strap around your waist. So the wearer, it, it, it doesn't affect the wearer, wearer whatsoever. If you go to my website and you see my son wearing them, he's running full tilt. He's stepping. He's moving. So it has no impact on the player who's wearing them whatsoever. Um, yeah. Obviously, when you get hit, it only like they're they're literally, I'd say about five centimeters thick. I'm just looking at the pattern on the legs here. The the mm. foam is for it's high density impact foam. It's designed to take hits. It's about five centimeters on the front of your legs, and it's about two to three centimeters thick on the side of your legs. So it does take the the initial hit, but look, if you're getting hit, it's it's not taking all of it. It's not taking, you're still going to feel it. You're going to feel everything else, just a small right. bit less. 
No, no, that's that's legit. That's legit. What what was the what was the uh, uh, the testing process for you? So like, what was the, the 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 first product like versus what it is now for you? What was that transition like? I should have asked this earlier, but you know, we, we do things informally. Here. <laughs> it, it was it was what I I went I contacted a phone company in Ireland and I got them to send me a block of foam. And I just started shaving pieces of the foam with some duct tape, getting my kids Let's standing still, my wife standing still, and just and duct tape, duct taping pads around their legs, around their waists, seeing what they can still move with, seeing the best how to make the angles work so they can run, the best way the foam should be, what where the foam should be. It was about a week of that. My week. It was a week of my wife's gone mad and gone crazy. I need to get back to coaching. I need to get back to work. It was my kids telling me, "We have to go away and leave me alone." A week of that. But at the end, at the end, then I, I, I contacted a friend of mine who does this computer designs because I know yeah. nothing about computers. I'm surprised I actually managed to open this. This uh, podcast, so like, was trying to contact someone who could do that. So I contact, I got someone, a friend of a friend, drew these up on uh, the computer for me. I told him what sort of logo I wanted, what design I wanted on it. Nice. Uh, he gave me the design, and then another friend who's involved in manufacturing, he got a he got one made up over in Pakistan and got sent to me a prototype. And we went nice. through it and it was like, we adjusted the straps. We adjusted just a bit of the foam, the foam thickness, everything just to make it more, um, just a bit easier on the legs. So you can't feel it, but it still makes it safe to wear and to hit and as visible as possible. God. I love that. I love that. You know, I look, you, you want that good, like, it, it reminds me of that good, like, Rocky story, where it's just, it's just raw. You just get the rawest version, but you, you get the idea and you involve everybody into it because this is why you have a family. All right. This is why you have a family for yeah. these exact moments. <laughs> yeah. 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 Look, and it was, it was just, it was just like, I said, look, I said, I, oh, I think I have something here. I think I have. And she was getting just annoyed at me at this stage. She was like, I don't think so. Look, if, if this was good, it's so simple, it'll be done already. And I was like, no, it's not done. It's not done. And she was like, well, I don't think it's good. I was like, fair enough. And it's only when I actually started bringing around and showing rugby teams and rugby players. And we sat in the car after a meeting and she just said, right, you're right. I think we have something here. And I was like, well, I'm right. Fair enough. Yeah. I take that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got one. I got one. Yeah. <laughs> Let this be remembered for life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm with my wife twenty years, and that was the only time she ever said it. So I said, "Look, I'll take it. Even if this tackle pattern doesn't work, I'll take it in right for once." Absolutely, absolutely. Enjoy. We take those wins. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love it. So, so what's the final product like? What exactly is it all? If you don't mind, like, what's it made of, and exactly how it reacts in, in, to the body, et cetera, like that? Yeah, so it's made of conjura, which is the same thing that they make the army army pants out of. So it's nice. waterproof. It's made to last. It's uh, it's got Velcro straps on, so they're adjustable. 
It's um, got the high density foam. It's got foam on the waist. So this is it here. So nice. it's got the targets on. It's got the. Oh, where are we? See, I told you I'm no good at this camera thing. It's got hey, the look, nice. Look, I'm seeing it. Oh, we got you. Look, you can see it. It's that. I turn around. <laughs> and it's got three adjustable straps on the back. Nice. Yeah, look, that's good enough. Go to my website and see it better. <laughs> that's why I designed it. Oh, no. I love it. Look, look. It, 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 again, we're seeing it. It's a real thing. So it's more than just what the website. It's like, look, I, I see it in reality. Well, for those that are actually yeah. watching. Yeah. For everyone else who's listening, go to the website, which we'll give you later on. But it, it's, it's you, you take it for what it is. But that's that's dope. Like, it, 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 it comes in. And it just—it seems like it's very simple. You just go ahead and utilize it almost right away. Four, yeah. Look, it comes in four different sizes. It comes from minis. It's minis, kids, youths, and adults. So it fits everyone. Um, yeah. uh, look, you can wear it. You can, as you said, you just put it on three straps, one around your waist, one around each leg, and you just tell the kids just to hit the target. It's as simple as nice. That. Nice, man. I I love that. I love that. Um, you know, kind of, kind of has come to a conclusion, like, you know, what is it that you are hoping to see as, as this, this, this movement that you're creating, uh, uh, increases, what is it that you are, uh, envisioning to, to happen? And what is it that more so, what is it that you want to continue to see happening, um, with, with Golo? Uh, look, as I said, I, look, you obviously notice you want to, I'm no good at this stuff, okay? So all I want to this do... Is, this has been is, amazing, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm good at talking, but I'm no good at marketing. I'm no good... Like, I'm no good at sending emails. I'm no good at, like, any stuff like that. But you put me in a room with someone, I would talk about Golo all day, and I'd show them the benefits of Golo. I'd show them why the club needs to have Golo. My, my Obviously, my dream would be to get this worldwide like i'm selling them in ireland no problem but like obviously as i spoke to you about this last year i think these would be good in the usa like the usa nfl what nfl tackling is totally different to rugby tackling um and i just think that like any any club in the usa who wants to get their their, their players tackling properly just get get a goal up it's as simple as that i'm like not just the USA, obviously in England, any club who wants to just make it a bit safer on the kids, who wants to get the kids a bit more confident tackling, who wants to have little Jimmy's mother drive in and go, what's that on Jimmy's legs? Oh, it's Golo. What is that? It's a a device that helps kids tackle safer, more accurately. All right. Obviously the kids are, are obviously the club wants to make it a bit safer. I'm happy for little Jimmy to play here. Like it's just a tackle aid to make the game a bit safer for everyone. Nice. I love that. I love that. And where can people find uh, find the Golo stuff? Okay. So if you go to my website, www.golorugby.com, all the information's on there. Nice. Nice. Any social media sites, anything like that? Yeah. Facebook, Golo Rugby. Instagram, Golo Rugby. Um, Twitter. I'm in charge of Twitter. Don't bother going near it because I don't have a clue. <laughs> 
<laughs> Screw Twitter. Don't worry about that Twitter stuff. Don't worry about the Twitter. No. Go to Twitter. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on Twitter. I, I keep getting notifications. But like, I can't. It's only you. So I'm like, just go to, go to Instagram, go to Facebook. I don't know. It's grand. Like, but this Twitter thing, I can't handle it. I'm trying. Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. I'm probably trying to delete my Twitter account because I, I just can't handle it. I get notifications the whole time. Oh, I love it. I love it. Man, Danny, dude, I I I love this. I I I would like you to not not keep underestimating your marketing. Look, the first thing is marketing, can you communicate? You communicate. Now we just gotta work on your distribution. We're just working on how to get it out even more and more. But your marketing is on par. Clearly it's working, and obviously you have a great product and, and an awesome story along with it, man. And uh like I said, I I'm really happy to finally have been able to do this and uh get a chance to be able to talk. You know, that's not over the phone. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Just another thing. If there is any distributor out there listening, I would love you to contact me. I just like just any distributor who can see the benefit of these, who wants to bring them into the US, who wants to bring them anywhere. Just contact me and we'll have a chat. I anyone who can help, anyone who can do anything just might just be sitting there and go thinking, Right, I can help this old Egypt out. He doesn't have a clue what he's doing. I'll give this lad a little help. I'd be happy. Like any anyone that just rings me up and says I might be able to do something for you, just contact me. No, I love. It. And the best way to contact you is through the website or through social media the or what? Through the website or info at goalorugby.com. Perfect. Perfect. Danny, man, thank you so much for this. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's been a pleasure. My first one. I'm not on a podcast version anymore. Version. I'll have to start listening to podcasts now. Happy Pop out. the chair. <laughs> Broke the podcast Danny, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to jump on here. And guys, please take a moment to go check out some of our other stuff. We've got some great. Uh, great conversations last week we had Takunda Rusiki of uh, Howard Rugby Women um, before we had Kasechi Chiringanji of Kiro Sports uh, Rugby Marketer and we had such a long list of people uh, over 60 episodes to look and more to come I hope you guys get a chance to just like really delve into it and also by all means when it's all said and done, you guys are listening, you're going on your day-to-day, I tell you, please, 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 don't forget that I hope that you're happy, that I hope that you're healthy, and most importantly, I hope that you know that you're highly favored. Until next time, cheers. <laughs>